0: First, serious about online trading? Secure your funds, keep your merchandise safe, and use a company that keeps the buyer and seller protected the whole way through. That's escrow.com. Payments you can trust.
1: FD was built by domain investors to increase your inquiries, sales, and profit. Forget spreadsheets and archived emails. Manage your entire investment portfolio in one place using a secure and completely confidential platform. Learn more at FT.com. That's E-F-T-Y, FT.com. Last session.
2: Okay. So um, first, an ICA plug. Everyone up here is an ICA member. (sighs) Why aren't you? Does everybody know about the ICA? Are there people that, show of hands, who does not know what the ICA, the Internet Commerce Association? The the,
3: the dyslexic CIA.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No. Anybody want to talk about the ICA? If you are a domain owner, if you make money from domain names, then the only thing between you and the loss of your rights as a domain owner is the ICA. Mm -hmm. It is the only body, the only organization, the only association, which represents the rights of domain name owners, whether you're a domain investor or you're a business owner who has one domain name. It doesn't matter. As a domain owner, uh, your rights are governed by a very complex relationship between ICANN and VeriSign. And um, essentially, you are at their whim. And uh, very much like politics, well, I don't think there's very many more bureaucratic or political situations than ICANN, Um, Very much like, at least American politics, um, everything is governed ultimately by lobbying. And so uh, the reason why you have awful things in the food that you eat is because there's a lobbying group that allows that. They push congressmen to allow laws that allow them to put horrible things in your food because it reduces their cost of producing that food. ICA will the ICA food. will the whole thing your food. <laughs> now, the ICA is protecting your rights, meaning that they're helping you uh maintain your cost of goods sold, the, the inventory that you carry. They're making sure that the the price of the domains that you own are not arbitrarily uh, the price of the renewals of the domains that you own uh, and registration uh, is not arbitrarily increased. And, uh, or the cost basis is you know, arbitrarily increased, which then of course a registrar will pass on to you, probably in multiples. Mm-hmm. And um, so, uh, but even beyond that, like, you know, trademark rights and, and, and overreaching, uh, you know, trademark lobbies are very, very, very powerful. And so, trademark lobbies even though
2: even the lawyers are in these UDRP panels. don't get me started on lawyers I'm not that's why I took over Uh, (laughs) so if there's a a, a UDRP filing against your name the lawyers that are on this panel making the decision they're not domain lawyers they're intellectual property lawyers right mostly represent
4: the brands that are suing you Mm -hmm.
2: right so you know who represents us and that's the ICA
4: yeah And if you don't have a voice at the table, then you don't matter. And if you think that if you don't matter, that ultimately your rights aren't gonna get, you know, uh, what's the word? Something? Trump something. Trumped? Trumped? Trump? Okay Trump. Trampled. 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 Like, like Trump I'm going like, with trampled. Like, I feel like Trump is. A wha- I feel like Trumped Trump Trump is, but I'm, I'm going up? with trampled.
2: I'm okay with trumpled. trampled. Trump- 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 I actually trumpled isn't a I actually sold <laughs> trumped.com last year. Trampled, I
4: think. I'm going with trampled. So if you think that if you don't have a voice at the table, your rights aren't going to be trampled on, I mean, it's it's like if you give somebody you know an inch, they're going to take a mile. And the moment that you relinquish any amount of your rights, to trademark organizations, or or anybody for that matter, they're gonna just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And so the ICA is the only defense mechanism, the only protectionary body that protects the rights of domain owners. Very simple. Mm -hmm. And so if you aren't contributing in whatever capacity you're able or willing, you know, you're basically just saying, I don't really care about the rights that I have as a domain owner. Or, Uh, Or your assets. Yeah, and it really, you don't
5: have a voice at the table. I've been in, involved in uh, some of the ICANN working groups and some of the other things, and unless somebody's actively there speaking on your behalf, they don't understand, per se, the the you know the position that domain owners have. They, they l- might label you as cyber squatter and not really understand the full scope, that you actually have valuable names that are generic, that you have, you know, but the IP attorneys will, will come and talk and, and you only hear their side without a representation. Um, most recently, I've seen the ICA do some really good work around um, some of the legacy TLDs were coming up for a contract to uh, basically remove any renewal pricing restrictions so they could charge whatever they want and they argued against that, um, which really helps everyone here who has, has domains. Uh, if your name's double, triple, quadruple in price one year, that what's that gonna do for your carrying costs? Um, without the ICA, I don't think that that would have uh, been prevented. Mm-hmm. So.
2: So I want to introduce Camila. Stand up, turn around. How am I doing, Camila? Am I doing okay? Come on, the ICA. Yeah. All right. So uh, just see Camila later. Bring your credit card, and she'll
6: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
2: she'll she'll charge it, and then you'll be a member of the ICA.
7: Mm-hmm. But but in all seriousness, please come talk to me if you have any questions. These
2: um,
4: guys i an amazing job explaining what we do. We have Thank you. Dude, mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. more comment that I will make, no. which is that like when I originally joined the ICA, there was, you know, the, the minimum level to join was quite high for the average and doing investor. Mm-hmm. And they've now opened it up to like multiple tiers. And so for a very minimal commitment, mm-hmm. you can become a member. Being a member has tremendous amounts of benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which is being on an email chain and being in contact mm-hmm. with all of the people that you see on this panel as well as I don't know mm. oh, tens yeah. or hundreds of others yeah,
7: right.
4: yeah. and uh, you know these are the most influential and and successful people in our business um, I, I know that myself that was like one of the initial reasons it was like you know I'm looking at these names He like, wanted okay, to be on I want to be on that panel with himself yeah I wanna <laughs> <because> <laughs> exactly. he's like I want to talk to myself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
5: Okay, I'm going to stop but, this. But, yeah. <laughs> this is going
0: to be a good panel. I feel like that's my water.
5: <laughs> Zach Muscovich is a, uh, a great attorney, and it's it's good to hear his point of view on things that are happening in the industry, which you get from being in the ICA and you get to you know, have access to, to his brain, which is really in, invaluable in my totally. opinion.
4: Even if he's Canadian. Hmm.
2: I don't know if it's invaluable because you can pay his yeah. hourly rate. That's true. Uh, all
5: right.
0: well, so we've covered Italian recipes, right. ICA. Canada, uh, Canadians. Canadians. I hate room. or love of Canadians.
2: Okay. <laughs> so I think we're done. All right. All done. right. Yeah,
6: all right. Okay. Good Have night, everybody.
2: <laughs> uh, so <laughs> what is this panel? N- navigating appraised value versus market value, which I, I suppose means mm. uh, wholesale versus retail. Right? If, if at any point anybody wants to ask a question of any panelists, just shout out and interrupt Oh, wait, there's
0: beers. beers.
6: Wow, oh, this, oh, is, nice. uh, this well. is a good panel. Right. Hello. Hello.
7: Hello. Hello. Hello.
0: Okay, everyone yeah, can just <laughs> talk amongst themselves. Right. <laughs> Alright, now we're Who talking. Knew? That's right. Who knew? Who knew?
6: Alright, no,
2: cheers.
5: cheers. So, I'm taking over... <laughs> what about over... for them? Cheers. To, uh, cheers, you
4: guys. <laughs> I'm taking over for Brayden because he's dilly-dallying. I am. <laughs> so, I am. I'm, I'm gonna like just you. make a comment, which maybe we can then all just talk about. Yeah. So. I really firmly believe, and I've sort of made this into my narrative when I'm talking to an end user, um, that domain names as an asset class uh, are are really unique and interesting for investors from the standpoint that um, I don't know of any other asset class where the delta, the difference between uh, the price and the value, is so great. Okay, and so the price being like the market value, the price which it's, a domain may be liquid at. The price at which any of us could have bought a domain in the auction yesterday, um, and then there's the value, so the enterprise value, the utility value of these domains. You know, you take um, a, you know, great domain, and, and we can all sit here and talk about what we think that domain is worth and why. And then somebody comes along and they buy that domain and they invest and they build a business on it. And you know, there's this question of would that be would that business be worth? what it is today could they have achieved what they've done without that domain and if the question is, if the answer is no which it, i i would say you know it's never going to be exactly the same and so the delta between where what they would have been without the domain and what they've done with the domain the, the utility value specific to that domain you know represents the enterprise value in my mind it's
6: and the proof uh, of that um, is is when you
4: know
2: Let's use Voice.io mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or of voice.com, or anybody that I sold Packet.com last year to Packet.net, right? Because well, they they felt like they really needed the the single word .com, mm-hmm. the most generic, easiest to spell. And there's so many domain upgrades that happen all the time for that very reason, because yeah. they yeah. recognize the fact right. that yeah, it's time but, to.
8: But I would, but I would uh, add, and I maybe contradict a little bit, that the the utility. Of voice.com to block one the mm-hmm. purchaser is completely different than the utility mm-hmm. of voice.com to me or yeah. you or you right Absolutely. and so and this yeah. is but a utility
4: <clears throat> enterprise value don't apply to us mm-hmm. but but I would say market think, value applies to us and we have to speculate on what could that enterprise right but that, that's the right. but that's the problem
8: is I I don't believe there's really one value for for a domain, one retail value or, there probably is a wholesale value is probably consistent okay. or a lot more consistent, mm-hmm. right? But the retail value is just all over the place. And I think that's one of the problems that people have, the average person mm-hmm. with domains and why they don't like us, right? Because they feel that we're not giving them a straight answer sometimes, or you know, we're taking advantage or whatever it is. Right? But it's it's really hard to put a an actual market value, I think, Mm -hmm. on a domain, other than it is what somebody will pay, right? And and what you'll what you'll wait out and force them to pay.
0: And it's very fluid, right? I think both actually Mm -hmm. the wholesale and retail end up being fluid. Because if you look at like some of the auction activity in the aftermarket now, which Mm -hmm. which you see tons of details on you know, sometimes you see some auctions that really go a lot higher than what I think the mm-hmm. wholesale value would be, but clearly there's somebody else in the auction that believes the wholesale value is higher, and so now they're raising that bar, and maybe we don't know right who's in the auction, maybe it's an end user. Yeah, there's a lot of, of end users. Right, and so now you're in it as a domain investor, going, oh boy, right. oh, maybe this was worth more than I thought. Okay, right. well now it's up to 10,000. Oh, this name must be worth $50,000. Really, no, 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 there's one end user that wants to pay 10,000 right. for it, and a few other investors that are kind of like coming along for the ride. Yeah. But there's
2: there's so many variables. So if, mm. if we if we apply a retail value on it, we're thinking about the highest and best use for that name, exactly. which right. may not be the buyer right. that's in front of us, mm. right? But they they that, would like that and name, you but you may not know
4: what one. that highest and best use is. So
2: yeah. or they may not be yeah. the one so, to buy. I the explicitly
4: highest. disagree with you. I think that people are confused by the two terms of value mm-hmm. and price. Mm. So the prices are very fluid So, and, and the reason places are so fluid is because none of us agree on how yeah. to value a domain. Yeah. Mm. And I think that the greatest hurdle to the entire domain industry and to the value of all of our names is truly just a uh, agreed upon and data driven approach to domain value. And I think that the, so I think there are very subjective factors that can go into the value. The enterprise value, that highest and best use case uh, value of a domain name, but for the most part, I think that um, most of the of most of the value, maybe it's eighty percent of, of the value of a domain, can be calculated. And I think that um, when people understand why, and when you look at the data that's behind it, and mm-hmm you say, okay, this is really the value. Then you can be a bit more firm and this is what I believe the value is and this is why. And maybe the buyer that comes to you is not the best and highest use case buyer for that domain. And therefore you, you have the option to say, well, I want liquidity and I'll sell it for less than what I think right. it's actually worth. But that doesn't mean, just because the domain sold for that, doesn't mean that's the value of the name. Agreed. Yeah, so yeah, the Rick yeah. Schwartz approach, right? Like, right. like you know, he's like, great, you made me a good offer, it's serious, but you're not the best buyer for this name, sorry, uh-huh. and so you're either gonna overpay for your utility value, right. or I'm gonna wait for the best buyer. But do you agree, can you agree
8: that a lot of that is arbitrary? A lot of- I, I, think, I think it's
5: subjective, but not yeah, arbitrary. I think it's subjective, and I think that's why an appraisal go is important. Drew, I'm I gotta go with board. sorry, gotta go Because nobody, <laughs> nobody up here is gonna agree if we, if we could probably get close. Right? but we yeah. wouldn't agree on, on a price for any particular name. And I think that that's why appraisals have value, not so much as like, okay, this is the be all and end all price, but in comparison to other domains and other assets, it tells you this one's better, this one's worse, and gives you, um, you know if, if i were to get a dot pt domain name i have a limited market of portugal as my focus if i you know so i can know okay from there what's the market um what's what's their gdp what's you know what's the market value on on this industry and try and figure those things out and if i were to compare that dot pt to a dot es don't get mad for portuguese but if i compare it to dot es and spain has a bigger gdp and dot de germany you know bigger so i can i can kind of use different data to look at and figure out, why would one particular domain name be more valuable than another? It might not arrive at a set price, but it gives me indicators and other things to look at when I'm pricing a name for myself, and yeah. that's really important. But would anybody on this panel have priced
0: voice at 30 million? No. No, absolutely right. not. so that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's no. my, but yeah, that's my point. To, right. Well, I think Wait. you have to like, bifurcate this a little mm-hmm. bit because you have the Rosner equation, which I think is probably like the best attempt at valuing premium domains. And I think it's mm-hmm. different when you're looking at a premium domain versus a domain that any of us would look at and go, no, I don't know, it's like not not great. Mm-hmm. So I think there would be almost more consensus on that side mm-hmm. than the premium side where you do have the ability, you know, you could have someone that would sell a voice.com for a million dollars and be mm-hmm. incredibly happy with right, it right. and wouldn't take a penny under 30 million. Mm-hmm. And so I think really when we're talking, at least for this conversation, it feels like we're talking more about the premium side of the
4: market, mm-hmm. which is which is fair. But so, I, I, I agree with that. Okay, so that comes back to what he was saying about arbitrary factors in, in valuation. It's what you because want in Because those are arbitrary, yeah. but the arbitrary factors affect the price, right. not the value. Okay. Value is constant. Mm-hmm. Like as far as I'm concerned, value is constant, and the only factors that affect value are supply and demand. And so, Um, We are increasing the population of people online. We're increasing the population of businesses online, which at an even faster rate than people. And so, and if we're talking dot coms, then supply is decreasing significantly. So for me, like over a longer period of time zooming out, I, I don't, until any of those factors change, Valuation should continue to increase directly, you know, in in direct correlation with the supply and the demand curve, but price is far more arbitrary. And the number one arbitrary, well, there's two primary arbitrary things, and that is who's the buyer and who's the seller. Right, Right? like, you know, Rick Schwartz might say, no, I won't sell you voice.com until it's $30 million. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Morgan might have sold it at 500. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the arbitrary part. Who's the buyer, who's the seller, Mm -hmm. and timing, right? Yes. Yeah. Agree. So, but so then we're we are saying the same same thing. Yeah. I think
8: you guys are kind of in agreement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's more fun to watch. But even (laughs) (laughs) but but even pegging the the value mm -hmm, is there there are factors that I I just don't think there's a consistency there. It's just not the same because domains are so unique. Mm -hmm. They're so unique. They're not they're not subject to the same rules as other assets
4: that are much easier to have comps. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you 110%. In fact, it's like one of my strongest arguments that I make to people, because every buyer wants to come and show me comps. And as far as I'm concerned, there's no such thing as a comp when it comes to domains. because, By definition, each domain name, that is what makes domains inherently valuable is scarcity. Mm -hmm. And so each one is unique. You cannot compare one domain to another.
2: I mean, there there are comps sometimes. I mean, yeah. there are I, comparable factors, but it's it's just yeah. not the same comps. Well, no, I mean, if you've got if you've got a word like you know,
4: voice lawyer, and sound,
2: lawyer, lawyers, attorney, attorney, no. those are all no. pretty close.
4: Nope, wrong. So, <laughs> I, I, it is. It, Brain is never wrong. wrong. Come on. It is. It's wrong. So, <laughs> so there are comps. Comps matter when it comes to wholesale value, right? Like. I'll buy a three letter.com for $25,000 because over the last 30 days I saw, you know, 27 of them sell for 23 to Mm $28,000. So I I can use that as a comp for my liquid value of an investment. Mm -hmm. But if I buy ziz.com, there's no comp for that because the buyer for ziz.com is not the same buyer for Mm lil.com or QIQ.com. Mm-hmm. These are completely separate, mm-hmm. and you there's no you well, simply cannot compare. Right, no, that it was different.
2: not my example.
4: Yeah, <laughs> but you be would better it? comp than, than okay. like you know? So can't you comp so,
2: lawyers.com no. against attorneys.com? So
4: okay, so lawyers.com and attorneys.com would be <laughs> yes, they're comparable. I'm, I'm sorry, what was that word again? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's no, a, but let me caveat that because. <laughs> I mean, what? Where do you want to compare? Sure, but right? they're so it's not like, an exact
8: comp. Right? They're comps depending they're comps.
4: on the conversation you're having. They're not exact. Having, but but yeah. they're, they're
8: they're like you it's can like compare. a Venn diagram where well, no, I comp, mean, is no com- comp is ever no. going to be exact. But like, listen, it's, like, like,
4: it's very simple. You go and you look and you say, okay, well, attorneys has whatever. I don't know, two hundred eighty-five thousand exact match searches, yeah. and lawyers got one point two million exact match searches. Yeah. And I'm just making up numbers here, but. It's like okay, one, you know, if you, you got some super high-powered attorney on the phone, and he's like, well, you know, attorneys.com sold for one million dollars. Why do you want five million for lawyers.com? Very simple. There's five times more people searching for lawyers than there is for attorneys. End of story. And so it's like you can, you can say that's a comp because it's yes, it's 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 similar in nature. I'm not saying the price is gonna be the same, but so it's but a comp. Exa- that's what I'm trying to, to say. But you're not is, gonna compare it to something. What after. does that mean, comp?
0: Well, I think so, I think
4: you know, if, we're not comp- the... if we're not using it as a comp for price, mm-hmm. then what is it a comp for? Well, but for look at you this, can. like, because we talk about, Why? this is how? like a,
0: a the, you, how?
8: Well, okay. in real estate, you do, like, per square foot prices, right? Price. Yeah, so this exactly.
0: is so, what I was just going to say. Yeah, but this is the pro and con about us right. talking about domains as digital different mm-hmm. real estate, right? Because you look right. at real estate and you go, well, what about the houses on either side of you? And it's like, well, if you are buying a three-bedroom, two-bath house, and mm-hmm. the person next to you happened to tear down the house and build a six-bedroom, five-bath house, is it a comp? Sure, in some ways, just like the attorney and lawyer example, it is because like they're in the same neighborhood, they're next door to each other. Except one is like much bigger and new and fancy, the other mm-hmm. one is the old one,
4: that the grandma still. Well, but you factor well, those well, well. in. So the yeah, finishes, yeah, exactly. that's what I'm saying. They're, they're related though, can though, they be You know, the cost right. per click, right? And the square footage is the search volume. All right. So if you want to like really make it a you know residential, I think it's more like commercial real estate comparisons. But mm-hmm. if you want to use residential real estate, it's like you know. This house is super well finished, brand new, renovated. So it's got like a fifty dollars cost per click, versus the house that was built in nineteen sixty. It's up for renovation. That's got a you know fifty cents per click. Uh, but they might have the same search volume. And but this one sold for you know some large multiple. And so break the way that real estate is comped using square footage. I think that domain names can be comped using. You just have to go one right. You know another level yeah. down and say right. well. Yeah search volume i mean to me that's
8: well and and also not just search volume though but in in going back to what you're saying on the commercial side Mm -hmm. right because generally speaking the a domain that is in an industry that can create more value more money right right so if you're selling pens Mm, i don't care if you own pens.com which might have a billion searches, yeah. right? But, you're, but the, not just the CPC, but like, no. you know, the, the, the value yeah. of that individual sure. widget yeah. versus, yeah. Right. you yeah. know. But that
4: gets reflected in the CPC. Right, yeah. but actually, so pens.com yeah.
8: yeah. won't be as valuable as
6: well, something yachts. else, com as gold.com yeah. or yeah. yachts.com, yeah, right? It's yeah. just yeah. not the same. Yeah, I would yeah. say, like,
4: if
0: you look at the example like that you gave, you'd look at, like, attorneysandlawyers.com mm-hmm. and look at the search volume, but then, you know, correlate that with, all right, well, it turns out people pay, you know, double the CPC mm-hmm. for attorneys. Therefore, even if lawyers had, you know, a third more search volume, I'd probably go for the the former just because the CPC is higher, there's probably mm-hmm. people willing to pay more for it.
5: Well I think I think maybe if we approach this from another angle it might be more helpful. Like when we go buy names, we all if we're gonna spend our own money 10, 20, 30, 50 thousand, whatever we're spending. We definitely can identify like what what's a comp and what should we be paying, right? Because mm-hmm. we look at different factors. So when I think that might be a little bit easier than what do we want to sell it for. Yeah. When, when we're sure. trying to buy something, we, we we look at a lot of the things that like like that, that Amar brought up. What what's the potential for this? You know what kind of desirability is there for this? What you know when people are searching or what other types of sales happened around this keyword? Is there a lot of desirability? Mm-hmm. You know who. Who might get confused by going this name versus another name? Um or what extensions or are registered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so I think that, that those things definitely help to to separate what's more valuable than less valuable and even help to for me personally, so that, you know, but uh, for me to be able to put a price tag on what I'm willing to spend.
4: Yeah. Right.
6: yeah Yeah.
4: So Good totally at yeah, the wholesale level, mm-hmm. comps yeah. are very important. Right. Yeah. Um you're right. But it's probably we've got the conversation right. to talk about like the the wholesale market investing. Well we but should it, talk about the wholesale market because mm-hmm. I I don't know if you guys
8: have noticed, but I feel like the wholesale market's been going up. Only on GoDaddy. <laughs> no, I think it's been
5: going up. Uh, all everywhere. It. Sure, it's
1: false. No. no, no, no. I'm no, seeing, because I'm seeing, not allowed yeah, to buy on GoDaddy,
5: so every yeah, other marketplace that I check yeah. to try and buy names has been going up, too. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm on,
8: dry. so I watch a Dropcatch, and, and mm-hmm. I'm watching GoDaddy, I'm watching NameJet, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's going up
0: everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so why is it going up? I think it's more people in the market. I think, I think, so I think more I think people so are realizing that there are people out there like all of us, more investors, that are buying and selling domain names and you know and i think we're willing really, to pay really, yeah. more because we're you know
8: we're pretty hyped about you know what we see we at least i see yeah. i feel like prices on the really good names mm-hmm. uh sale prices are are
4: going up. Right. Yep. so that i'm willing to invest more mm-hmm. because sure. i know i right. get more yep mm-hmm. yep that delta is increasing it's like you know end user pricing is kind mm-hmm. of running away and the, and the the wholesale market's been kind of stagnant yeah and so the, the, those unique names, because there's still really good deals. I mean, like look at the auction yesterday. Yeah. Maybe I was making horrible purchases, but I was like, yeah, oh few. my God, I felt like I was buying people, <laughs> pennies on <laughs> the dollar. You know, maybe but, that
8: was wrong, but. No, 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 but uh, no, I, I think you're right. Uh, but I do also, um, as the wholesale prices go up and as I'm bidding, having to bid higher and higher to win a name, I'm adjusting the names that I'm going after, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And because you do have to think about carrying costs, yeah. You do have mm-hmm. to think about that know, money's dead, right? Right, and yeah, so right. the names that you know uh, a few years ago I might have could have gotten for five hundred thousand, fifteen hundred bucks. Right now I'm there are twenty five hundred, three grand, five
4: hundred or thousand, right.
8: Right. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. not five hundred
4: thousand.
6: Yeah,
8: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so it's changing. So now I'm I'm also adjusting kind of the names. That I'm going to go for now. The names that are just more for inventory, I don't want to spend more than 500 bucks, right? Yeah. So I'm buying. I'm still buying a lot of names in that, let's say 250 to 500 range, but those are. But I'm. Those are different than the names right. that I'm going after that are the five. Yeah, 50, the twenty. Yeah. But have you increased your
2: sales prices? Are they selling for more? Or are you just making a slimmer margin now?
8: Uh, I've increased sales price. I. I I'm, generally don't sell anything like i just always have high margins mm-hmm. so th- that's so part of my you, mistake so
2: you, you just say you don't ever sell anything <laughs> no,
8: i don't ever sell anything cheap so um and that's probably part of my problem right that's a, a advice to anybody out there who um is you know investing uh, who might be newer you have to really figure out what works for you and if you're willing to hold mm-hmm. i've been over my career more of a Guy that'll hold and, and i'll hold. just hold out yeah. right mm-hmm. but i've also even adjusted that a little bit now right i'm still i'm still not to the point of some people that are always flipping right mm-hmm. like we were hearing stories earlier this afternoon uh one of the investors that was in the in auction yesterday he had bought five names and he already sold them today he bought them yesterday he mm-hmm. sold them today mm-hmm. and right uh so he made but he, and he made good money for very how, little how did effort. he
2: sell them they're not even in his name yet he hasn't even paid for them
8: he I sold he, some of them right he sold, they, some, he, he sold two of them sell.
4: he sold two of them within half an hour of money no, he, he sold one of them to me <laughs> yes. for within literally five seconds of <laughs> he won the bid and i was like wait a minute that he reserve?" and i was like how much you can think i you know, it, right, so, <laughs> so that that's
8: one <laughs> that that's one extreme right of, of how you want to do something and then there's the other extreme where you're like, no, I'm just gonna, this is a name I really believe in mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna wait till I get my Well, name. on
2: the higher end, you know, the Booth brothers do that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. They'll, they'll buy a premium name, they'll pay 50 grand for it or 70 But, and, grand but grand they wanna get rid of it within a week. Right, and <laughs> then and they'll just put 10 or 20 points on it and mm-hmm. sell it to one right. of us. Right.
4: right, So one of the one of the sort of <laughs> frameworks it has, which I, I didn't start thinking, I think Yanni is actually the one that told me to think about inventory this way in domains. And it was basically, is it a domain that you can replace? And if you can Mm -hmm. easily replace it, then if you've got like an offer that's within the order of magnitude of the price that you think is appropriate, then you should probably take it because the next buyer, unless it's a name that's getting like a lot of you know inquiries and you really know there's a couple Mm -hmm. of major hitters out there. Um, But for the most part, like let's say the bottom 60, 80% of your portfolio if it's a name that you feel that you can go unnamed JIT, DropTech, GoDaddy, and buy a new name that's comparable, mm-hmm. um, then you should take that by whatever the buyer is that you've got, it's probably the, the last buyer you're gonna have for a while, or the yeah. best buyer you're gonna have for a while, and so you should take that and then take the profit and then mm-hmm. reinvest, yeah. Yeah. replace the name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that resonated with me. I thought yeah, it changed the way that I started pricing mm-hmm. names or yeah. that yeah. I handled inbound yeah. offers. And I think
5: that's good advice for another reason, which is you, you constantly refresh your portfolio. Totally. Because yeah, there's yeah, other exactly. people that have yeah. these older portfolios yep. and they sell yeah. their names. And trends change and things change. And if you're not constantly buying and renewing your portfolio, yep. then, then it, it
0: helps in both ways. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's also why you can't have a uniform strategy for uh, pricing names in your portfolio or evaluating offers, because you really have to separate your portfolio into however many pieces mm-hmm. Boxes, you want to, right. right? And to say, okay, you know, maybe this chunk, sure, maybe you have 10 or 15% of your portfolio that you're like, all right, I'm willing to wait 10 years, 20 years, however long, because I want top dollar because this is a name that I can't replace. That's a really good name. I got a great deal on it. I want to sell it for top dollar. And then be something down there where it's like, all right, I can turn down some offers, but like, eventually I need to sell them and others where it's like, okay, I don't get offers on this very much. If I can sell this and mm-hmm. double my money, great. I can go in and buy the exact same name yeah. yeah, tomorrow. What do you
2: think is a fair multiple? So when you buy a name, you mm-hmm. want to sell for three times, five times, 10 times. I, I shoot mm-hmm. for 10 X.
4: I think 10x, it comes back to right what Morgan was just saying, like, which is, it depends on the box yeah. that it's mm-hmm. in. So. Right. Um, you know, like sometimes I'll overpay for a name because I, I just know that that's money in the bank. It's like, it's just it's, it's such a good name and you might not get your 5X or your 10X on that name, but you also have a very limited downside. And so um, I think it depends on the category. You know, if, you, if you're buying names at 100 bucks, 250 bucks, 500 bucks, like, yeah, I'm generally lo- shooting for like at least a 10X or, or 20X or, or even more, <coughs> But because those names turn over slower, so you need that's that's a numbers game, right? There's yeah, a smaller names. you're different. gonna have a lot of them, mm-hmm. and you're gonna sell two to four percent a year if you price them appropriately and um and just keep turning them over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't turn over as quickly. Whereas you know, you might have or you might not have, but <laughs> let's just say you've got a hundred really good, like irreplaceable names. Um, it, if you bought them today, right? Like we can't say if you bought them in 94, right? But, mm-hmm. but if you bought them today, like it would be probably pretty difficult to sell that for 10X, um, because like a right. really good yeah. one-word.com mm-hmm. to buy in the market today, mm-hmm. you're gonna be hard pressed to find one for under a hundred yeah, grand. I mean, or, no. you know, right, so
8: the higher yeah. you go in terms of in starting mm-hmm. today, right? Yeah. Yeah. If, you're, if you're paying 50 or hundred grand for a name mm-hmm. today, you know, it, it's, you could do 10x more, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just, if you find, if, if yeah. the stars align. But that's the diamond in the rug. Right, yeah. but chances are you're, you're gonna, gonna hit gonna do... a double or triple. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: that's, yeah. What, that's what I've found. So the names yeah. that I've bought, you know, five, six years ago for 25, 35,000, I, I can get 10x. Yes. But the names, I'm, I feel like I'm buying the same quality names today mm-hmm. for like 70 and 80,000, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get 10x, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they're still worth that 350 to 500 range. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So what's interesting to me is that, um, yeah, I mean, literally, what we're all saying is like our margins are being squeezed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's true. And I think that's a, a result of more people in the market, mm-hmm. more competition to get these names. Um, and, you know, and and valuations are increasing, but the markets, you know, are just uneducated, and so they're not increasing at the same rate as the educated people who want these names at wholesale prices.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: and so our margins are getting squeezed. But in the end, that's a good thing because. Um, if you're an active, you know, if, if you're an active investor who's mm-hmm. still replacing names, what's happening is increased liquidity. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the big names are selling at a much faster rate than they ever used to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's because the market realizes mm-hmm. the value more now. Than exactly the right. for, for a Years number ago. of factors, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah. it's the liquidity is increasing. It's yeah. still not tremendous. We're still way less liquid than real estate and other mm-hmm. stuff, but right. yeah. but it's definitely increasing, no question. Mm-hmm. Yeah
2: yeah and the, and the margins are still mm-hmm. like there's right. no comparison yeah. Com- comparison right. but,
4: it totally. but yeah. margins follow uh uh liquidity right so so the more liquidity you've got the smaller your margin is going to be like right? mm-hmm. in yeah. forex you've right. got you know minuscule like less than a basis yeah, point but
5: massive
4: liquidity. Uh, but it's yeah. the most liquid market in the world yeah. versus to me the, le- <laughs> the least liquid market <laughs> in the world and uh but huge margins right you know, right. if I was in a liquid market, I couldn't charge fifteen percent to sell a domain, mm-hmm.
2: right? Like, like a house.
4: Right? Yeah, yeah. I, you know. Yeah, and houses that's are crazy. those. You know, I think realtors are overpaid because, right. yeah, well, it's, it's changing. Changing. Oh yeah, yeah, it's changing. I mean, they yeah. they should be making two or three percent because yeah. that's a fairly liquid market. Right, they're not really adding a lot of value anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the consumer that's coming in is mostly educated. So, um,
2: we we just bought a house. My wife's right here. Yeah, and and, and we we found. Hi, wife. everybody, Lisa. Say uh, Lisa. You know, we we would find the houses that we wanted to see online, right? Because yeah. they're all listed on realtor.com uh-huh. yeah, right. and yeah. whatever. And, and we say, you know, make an appointment for us to go. S- and why do we need him to make yeah, the exactly. appointment? Yeah. Like, we'll just make the appointment ourselves.
4: <laughs> yeah. but, but we still went through that, even though we. we well, because told them why, not? why not? Like, you're going to pay the same commission whether right. you've got right. somebody representing you. So at least the person representing you is going to get half yeah right so you might as well have somebody helping put them, put them to work yeah, right, you know, right. you're gonna pay six percent no matter what yeah i mean and certainly five, I you know, know.
2: He, he there is work to be done right after mm. after purchasing yeah. that mm-hmm. but compared to what right. he's earning yeah mm-hmm. like I, I could have hired somebody and yep. compared to, full to the time for the,
8: used the year to be. yeah the it used yeah to be, they really exactly. did have to show right. you the houses yeah. but now exactly. you find it yourself yeah. yeah
4: yeah it's really
0: from the pre-internet days that we're right. still seeing this like similar approach that will change. And now there are startups that are starting to approach this with a yeah, an open door. Flow.
4: It's like, yeah. no commissions yeah, going right. online. Yeah, exactly. It's, your in. You it's like this, yeah, you an offer 24 yourself. hours yeah. and yeah. you know, after commissions that you pay a realtor, it's like, you know, these guys offers aren't that far off and it's money in 30 days, mm-hmm. you know? So what advice would you
2: give newbies? Guys are just coming in this space, mm-hmm. not guys, people, ladies and gentlemen, coming into the space, uh, I say that because my wife is here, and she's going to hammer me if I don't correct myself. Whew. Uh, so, uh, so what advice would you give new investors to help figure out what wholesale versus retail, and make
4: sure that they're that they're buying right? Don't register new domains. Well, and talk to. Thank you,
2: everybody. Don't
4: register new domains. Oh, to, for, a for a new, new GTLDs. And don't listen mm. to bold people. Right. <laughs> don't listen to you bold people. Are you saying new GTLDs yeah. or are you saying handwrench? I have to uh, everything. Like you're yeah. saying, oh Yeah, yeah but mind. actually, yeah. let's let's, let's Well, okay, let's stop new GTLDs. There. You know, yeah. that's that's. I guess that's different because, like, if you you can. Hand-registering a new GTLV is like, if you actually really are confident that you know what makes a good domain, yeah. and it's literally like the, what do you call it? The sunrise period, yeah. or what, what's mm-hmm. the, when yeah. you- But you're re- not gonna be confident Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. what I was right. gonna say. That's so the hard thing I think. Yeah. And possibly
2: in an a relevant industry, mm-hmm.
5: yeah. right? So you yeah. know
2: people. Yeah. For, for most yeah. people,
5: I think that's the best advice. Like, that I tell people when they're starting out, first of all, slow down, don't, don't spend a lot of money because you're gonna make a lot of mistakes at first. And second, do something you know. So yeah. if if you know like 100%. I don't care if it's a new yeah. G T L D or not if you know people that are in the club business you know nightclub business and you know that this is a perfect name for them you know it you yeah. can explain it to them yeah. because you're in that business so unless you can see the value of yourself and something that's a niche you can't explain that to somebody else so that's where they should start and then once they they kind of get the feel for in their own business what makes a name good and what makes a name you know not good then they can kind of expand that from there but they really should start with what they know and and also look at. Like Name Bio and other things to see what's selling, what the prices are selling for, totally. and kind of educate there yourself. There are lots of tools out there. Yeah, learn to it, use them. Yeah. Really educate yourself a lot before you know. But, uh, DN Academy is a great thing yeah, to try totally. um, when, you, when you're starting out. So, really, just take your time and, and get
0: educated and start with something you know and then expand from that. Well, and ask the community. People like, mm-hmm. my guess is, Michael, you probably get uh, probably a ton of emails from people asking, like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I want to buy this. What do you think? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people out here that will. Give you advice, and maybe it might not be what you want to hear. But mm-hmm. I can I can tell you that this community right. is definitely the best community to tell you that that domain sucks. Please mm-hmm. <laughs> don't buy it. Uh-huh. Uh, and so when people are starting out, there's no better way than to email someone. Mm-hmm. I would imagine Drew right. and we're not saying that you, you, you name, suck. Like I want to buy maybe. this. You'd probably be like, oh, that sucks. Don't buy mm-hmm. it. Uh, you might not be happy about sending that email, but that person's actually getting some advice. Yeah. that's mm-hmm. the huge advantage of this industry is that we are a tiny, tiny industry. In the real estate space, in the stock market space, in the forex space, it's a huge, massive industry with a bunch of people selling a million different products to get you into the industry. We're a pretty small space, so people can communicate
4: a lot more directly to people that actually. And we know what we doing. help each other. Yeah, we always have. Joe made a really good point about like name bio and, mm-hmm. and, and you know DN Journal mm-hmm. and uh, anybody that's constantly reporting sales. Um, I mean, honestly, it's like you want to know how to figure out how to value a domain mm-hmm. it's like look at what sells i mean it couldn't be more obvious i mean mm-hmm. like if i'm when we move to lisbon and i'm looking at real estate it's like i, I didn't even want to look at the I mean, i'm looking at listings and i'm trying to find yeah. a place but if i'm trying to understand the value i don't care about the listings and the listing prices i want to see the sales prices right mm-hmm. like what's actually changing hands and how many square meters, mm-hmm. and what was the price? Like right. that's the only way that you're mm-hmm. going to know what the real value right. is, or, or the real price at least. Mm-hmm. And what's changing hands? So, so but somebody, you do
2: have to determine wholesale versus I was going to say yeah. So mm-hmm. you,
4: you you have to look at to see where
8: the name sold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, and to yes. whom? Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. To whom, right? Totally. Because you mm-hmm. you want to you don't want to get excited that this name sold for thirty million dollars, mm-hmm. and you know that's not an everyday occurrence and so you have to know right yeah
4: for sure yeah yeah i'll also comment like it's many people have emailed me commented on blogs disagreeing with this but i still firmly believe that if you're a new entrant and a a new investor and you're trying to figure out like if you've got a little bit of real money to play with Mm -hmm. um because quite frankly today is a very different time than five Mm -hmm. years ago Mm ten years ago like honestly unless you've got a decent amount of money, like when, you know, let's say five, 10, $25,000, mm-hmm. like it, it's a numbers game. Like, right. you know, either you're gonna put in super hard work, you're gonna buy one smaller name, put in the work, find the buyer, flip it, double down, you know, on a bigger name, do the same work and until you can build up, till you've got that 10, 15, $25,000. Um, I think that's kind of a minimum viable portfolio size. Mm-hmm. To get a consistent sales. But um, I think um, if you go to the popular auctions and you're on NameJet, you're on SnapNames, you're on mm. DropCatch, GoDaddy, um, and you see a name that's getting bidding activity, it's a name that you think you've got some mm-hmm. relation to in terms right. of like, oh, I know why this domain's valuable. Mm. Um, and the, if you buy that name and there's other people bidding against you, mm-hmm. like, by definition you know especially if there's like a couple of people like ideally there's two people or three people bidding against you to Mm -hmm. the end and you buy that name like there's two or three people who are willing to pay within a very small margin of what you paid and so not only does that sort of support what the value Mm -hmm. is to you unless one of those was an end user um it also means that if you need liquidity, there's probably somebody out there that within 10, 20% of what you paid will buy it, mm-hmm. okay? Now you gotta find that person, maybe it means you re- resell it on an auction or maybe you mm-hmm. know, form or you might know the people to mm-hmm. sell it to, but but, you know, inherently you're buying <coughs> a name that other people want. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like I get sent thousands of emails, uh, thousands of domains every day mm-hmm. from people who, have domains that other people don't want. Like, yeah. you know, and, and sorry, if you've got something that nobody else wants, it, it has zero value. So um, buying a domain, if you're really just starting out, even though it makes sense to like find the name that nobody's bidding on, and you think you found a diamond in the rough, if you're just starting out, yeah. the chances that you identify a diamond in the rough are real low. Right. Like, and real I, low. And
2: I would yeah. add that if you're in an auction, and let's say it's a $5,000 domain, and then mm. there's a bunch of people bidding on it, And then you've outbid everybody and you bought that great name and you it's supported by all these other bidders you just outbid all of us who have been in the business a lot longer and are in the business of buying names lots of names and holding on to it and can afford to do that and you're buying one or two or three names Mm -hmm. you just overpaid for that name because we didn't even think it was worth that much because we
4: pulled out Maybe. Maybe. So There's, other yeah. There's other factors I mean, there are but I'm saying we just got be... done talking about that we're mm-hmm. selling for 5 10 20x right. so you yes. know it's like if you overpay by one bid it's like there are circumstances where I 100% right. agree with it. right um especially with the new g especially Jeeps. with well I also
8: think we're <laughs> in an echo we're in a bit of an echo chamber because what if you're bidding against another Relatively novice yeah, investor, that's what I was or two say. relatively now, now the three of, the of you are bidding well, against each other But I mean, that's other. my point really, is you don't yeah. really yeah. know. So, but so going back to their earlier
5: advice is before you jump into fat, too deep, learn, learn, right. watch, yeah. observe. Yeah, because I, I get people all the time that reach out to me at Good Eddie, and I feel really hard, you know, horrible for them, but they inherited money or they spent ten thousand dollars and. Now there's the renewals coming up for these names and they have the carrying costs and they didn't sell any of them. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me when you had the money? Like, I, I would have helped you get better names because you're not gonna sell these and I have to tell them that. It's really, it's not it's not a great conversation. I'd rather be honest with them though and tell them like totally. you should uh, you should really look at, at trying to buy names that you know. Like yeah. th- these, you're gonna have to just let these go because you waste a lot of your money. Yep. Um, so I I think, I, w- I agree, you know, obviously, do what, what you know and start there, but I think if you were to see these names, more often than not, the people that come to me that, that are new are buying these names that they think, oh man, this is the greatest name ever, and then nobody registered it yet. let me get it, and it can contrast that with names that you see on an auction with a lot of bids, more often than not, in the long run, you're, you're going to get better names by, by doing that, yeah. you know, and then you're, you spend $3,000 on a name only cost you 10 bucks to renew next year instead of, you know, buying 300 names, and you have to pay $3,000. Yeah, so much donation. of
4: that is psychological. It's like, you know, people think, wow, I got this name for $69, and oh, I got this name for $69, and, all, this, for $69 yeah. and this one for 28 mm-hmm. and you know, but that adds up, you okay. know, like yeah. you're yeah. so much better off buying mm-hmm. a name that other people wanted mm-hmm. for $3,500 than having 50 names that nobody else bid for. 69 dollars it's just like that's not there's no comparison
2: right and back to your original point about hand registered names don't do it in the just legacy tlds yeah, don't do it like there's a reason why mm-hmm. no one else owns it
0: <laughs> yeah right, right. yeah so it's none 2019 us, to you. yeah
2: nobody else wanted them I, I and think that's why, why they're yeah. available you, you, know, look, you, you can yeah. you can
8: definitely <laughs> once in a while <laughs> you sure. get lucky or you found uh you know you found something or, or new the yeah. Or, or, right. I was gonna say some, there's also sometimes new trend happens or a name had been registered and mm-hmm. was dropped, you know, for whatever reason. But, but, but and those right, are anomalies. Right. Those are anomalies. Right. And and yeah. the the example you gave of mm-hmm. having one good name versus which has only a ten dollar or whatever exactly. carrying cost mm-hmm. uh, versus a hundred mediocre to yes. shitty names, mm-hmm. you know, you're much
0: better off with the right. one good name. Yeah. What do you think? Here's an interesting question for. All of us, I guess. I'll ask myself a question, too. Uh, take over your job here. Eh. <laughs> um, I don't get paid, Well so oh, fine. Okay, <laughs> good. Let's let's take a, an example here. A name that sells for uh, $2,000 on, we'll say, GoDaddy auctions, even though you, you can't tell us what the breakdown is if you know it, but what do you think the breakdown is between, In and let's say it has, uh, it ends and it has 36 bids at the mm-hmm. end, sells for $2,000. What percent breakdown do you think there is between new investors, seasoned investors, and end users. This mm-hmm. is the best question. I'll kind of start to throw my thought out here. I'd say, you know, 5% or less end user mm-hmm. um, and maybe 60% intermediate to more seasoned mm-hmm.
4: investor in the balance, newer, maybe? That's about right. I I, I would guess like, we're talking <laughs> like one name, $2500? Yeah, I would guess yeah. zero to one end user. Yeah. Three to, you have many bidders? say 36 bidders yeah we're talking three to five max 10 seasoned investors yeah and the rest are so you
8: think companies? it's
4: majority new yeah really interesting well, I because think, i think yeah, huh. so when
8: i started out i guess it um, also depends on the, the price point of that domain if mm-hmm. it's a that's know, what i'm five saying, two, yeah, two, two hundred thousand twenty five hundred
0: dollars yeah because uh, I, th- I think that filters out some of the new i th- i don't think many new people pay over say a thousand dollars for names that are expiring that's just my assumption
4: but when I started out, um, I remember somebody telling me there was 300 professional—none of them a professional uh, no, professional no, 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 domain investors. We're um, all professional. We're talking about so you know, that was 12, 13 years ago or something. And there was there was three, uh, around 300 like professional domain investors, and I would say today there's probably like. I don't know, five to 10,000 when you take into account India and China and mm-hmm. like um, all of the newcomers in first world countries mm-hmm. and uh, Latin America as well, like I, I bet there's 10,000 or close to that mm-hmm. domain investors and mm-hmm. maybe not they're all, maybe they're not all full time, probably mm-hmm. they're not, yeah, but people not. who are actively investing in domains, I, I think there's close to 10,000 and so um that's a lot of new participants and most of those people are probably not spending more than a thousand dollars on a domain. most of them are probably spending no more than 100 actually but um
0: still it's well that increase definitely explains why we're all saying huh we're seeing like more more prices of these auctions go up and if you think that it's a majority new domainers they're I'm
4: uneducated though. He's the only guy yeah, so he, he probably can't tell anything. us though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> telling
5: anything. But I would say that there, are, there's definitely a lot of end users. But you have to think like even for yourself, would you list your names on an auction? I mean, most names probably not, right? Why? Because there's not, there's not going to be that confluence where all of a sudden within ten days, there's a bunch of end users yeah. that want that name. So yeah. it would be the same on a regular you know
0: any other auction it's the magic of expiring auctions right mm-hmm. someone said something on someone's blog not mine but someone's a couple weeks ago that was saying oh yeah like the, the challenge we have now is that um, I can't make, I can't remember exactly what they were saying but just something around the fact that the prices are going up and it's being driven by new investors not by actual
4: rising market value yeah, no offense to all you auction operators? JT in the house. Um, <laughs> but literally like one of my biggest things when somebody comes to me, like, you know, to broker their domain, they're like, well, I'm thinking about auctioning it, or it's like, look, my personal motto is that auctions are for buying, not selling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, because it's it's gonna be wholesale.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right?
2: It's it's if you want liquidity. Mm-hmm. Fine. Right. Yeah. You know, sell, mm-hmm. it, sell it to another, but, but you leave money on the table. Yeah,
5: yeah, but somebody somebody said yesterday, and I don't remember, uh, I wish I didn't remember who it was, but they said, I think it was Frank, that you make a lot of your money on the buy. Right. So yeah. you have yeah. to buy really yeah. smart.
0: Yeah. So I think that that's an important factor for a new domainer to consider as well. I remember what they were saying though. They were <clears> saying <throat> that it will sell more as an expired domain auction than if you were to take the
4: exact same name mm-hmm. and just put
0: it in auction starting mm-hmm. at a dollar.
6: Yeah. Right.
4: Yeah. I don't know why none of you have done that. Like I, I think I've sent e- a support ticket on every auction platform. Like why don't you guys just like eliminate like whether it's expired or prior yeah. to this thing. Like- it's a name like let's create a, let's create a real market like yeah. a real market mm. well
8: the it's difference is because the the private listings always have reserves or almost always have reserves. they expired so ones that's don't. separate
4: but, but you just mark it with a reserve but you have a reserve sure. or not reserve and not identify where it's
2: coming from exactly. Exactly. You, yeah exactly you know why because
5: it's good for everyone yeah the reason why we originally didn't do it was because um, jt
2: you're next so pay attention <laughs>
5: expir- <laughs> expiration names we couldn't guarantee you we were going to get and the well, other now it's different. Are, yeah, for the most part. For the most part. Um, <laughs> the other thing that we've been told too is that by a lot of investors is they want to buy names that expired. They don't want to buy names from other people because they figure if they're buying it from another person, they might not get it. Mm-hmm. Right? They might back out, or uh, they might have been people that tried to sell this name already. They may have already been marketing. Yeah, and they don't want to try and buy it yeah. from them because they figure they can't sell it. So those are two reasons why people will say. So they, who is- it's for Right, exactly. Well, you <laughs> can look at archive or yeah. A, yeah. But, but that's what, that's what we're here. Yeah. JT?
3: No, I would echo the same thing that Joe said. I mean, when you look at, you know, oh, I think why people value expiry to have more
2: value perhaps than a direct lister or a third-party seller. your mic.
3: Oh, thanks. And a third-party seller name. Some of it is the same thing. It's the, you know, some heuristics involved with thinking like, okay, this name has already been kind of picked over and pimped out, for lack of a better term and you know has been put on various marketplaces and if they don't want it then why should i but i think this also goes back to something that drew said earlier i mean everybody's situation is different mm-hmm. right so you know i think people have different if somebody wants the domain because they're ultimately going to use it if they have a better sense of a particular niche or why it might have value right. i mean that's also assuming that whoever owned it prior to you you know was just as good or just as smart or had the same plan that you did to try to sell the name or utilize the name or whatever so you know, I mean, I do think there are some mental things around that. I think separately, the idea of why we don't on NameJet, why we don't, why we do distinguish between direct listers and the expiries, because our customers have asked for it. So ultimately, you know, that is something that we do for the benefit of our customers because a lot of our customers do want to know, okay, what is an expiring name versus a direct lister domain, so they can, you know, for you know all the reasons that we just talked about.
5: So yeah, and I don't necessarily agree with that personally, if I'm buying a name, but that's what we've
4: heard of customers, so. My argument is just that, so I totally understand that, Mm -hmm. and as a very active buyer in the market, I also have a bias towards expiry versus Mm -hmm. privately listed, no question about it. My argument is simply that, like, and literally I'm probably one of the people most affected by it, but I think that it should be a pure market. I think like, Mm -hmm. literally, like. As an industry, the greatest thing that we can do is like push towards an agreed upon valuation methodology. And second is creating like a clean, true market, a real market where it's like asset comes in the market. Let's Mm -hmm. find out what the value is and get rid of all the biases. Mm -hmm. And so it's like somebody really cares if it's expired. Check the who is. It's like Mm -hmm. you know, like not that hard. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's going to affect your sales. Like. They're buyers in the market, like I'm buying whether I whether you've got it listed as private lister or expiry. I'm buying well, we're, yeah, we're not
8: going to stop buying it exactly. Gonna, it's like, like yeah, problem. sure, I might yeah, yeah.
4: prefer, but it's like, you know, I'm still going to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? look,
3: a deal is a deal, no matter what, right? And even if somebody is selling a name, they might be selling it 30 days before it's going to go to expiry anyway, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, or something right. like that. So you know, it doesn't, I think, as a more sophisticated buyer, which obviously everybody up there, you guys are, you know, among the top of all of that. So, you, know, you understand that at a different level, but some folks, like, you know, they you know, mm-hmm. also want quick, easy ways to parse the inventory and all of that kind of stuff, too. And, you know, and also why a direct lister would want to sell on NameJet, and as you know, because a lot of you have sold on the platform as well. I mean, although, you know, you do get wholesale prices a lot of times on the auction platforms, but, you know, what you pay for the names if you're trying to sell in bulk. If you're trying to sell a lot of names, if you're trying to sell a lot of names quickly, you know, we obviously have a great team that can really help everybody sell their names. So, you know, that's the plug, but, anyway. <laughs> so, but thank
2: you. Oh, you did have the mic, so.
3: You did give it to me.
2: You, you, <laughs> yeah, I'm a soapbox. Yeah,
4: there
2: we go. <laughs> we, we have a few minutes left. We can we can take some questions. Uh, can we bring a mic up here?
4: I think Dave had his thank hand up first. You, thank you. Dave. He's been fast. raising his hand for five yeah.
6: minutes. <laughs> Oh, um, but me get the mic first.
9: <laughs> um, what What do you think uh, is uh, acceptable return on investment portfolio wise for a domainer?
4: I think it's up to the to the investor. I mean, everything's relative. I mean, if you're coming from like you know the, the traditional finance world where you're getting two and a half percent on treasuries and like you know. is like phenomenal return on investment. 7% is like, you know, you're the smartest guy on earth. Um, You know, any return from domain sounds pretty damn good. Um, But I think if you're doing it Mm long-term, I mean, I don't know. I I think the the risk profile of being a domain investor is a lot higher, right? So you
8: should should expect your returns to be a lot higher, right? When, when, uh, you know, I bought, a uh, name yesterday in the auction for $8,000. I personally think that name's worth a lot more than 8,000 obviously, but I may have to hold it for five or 10 years, right. and may not.
9: Yeah, but, but I was discussing portfolio-wise. So, so if you're not selling, then you're not making returns on investments. Mm-hmm. So not only- It the, depends we, on your time horizon, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah so. but like returns. So, on investment is a year. Like okay. on a year, mm-hmm. you make a return. So there's
4: many different types of portfolios. You've got portfolios right. that monetize well, and so if you've got a portfolio that monetizes, then um, uh, you know. unfortunately, most of the names that monetize really well are not names that are great for reselling Sell, yeah. for a high value. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like a return on investment for from a monetization standpoint, mm-hmm. because those names typically don't have a lot of like uh, resale upside, you're really looking at it from a straight return on investment mm-hmm. standpoint. And the risk profile is quite high because maybe there's some trademarks in there. Maybe you know the the the, re- the traffic sources on those domains are going to die off. Uh, there's a whole bunch of yeah. factors. But so you're typically like you know anywhere from six months at the low end to 36 months at the mm-hmm. high end. So that means you know like I don't know what does what, what does that mean ROI standpoint? Two to three x if you're going long. Yeah,
6: yeah.
8: but. So, to the other thing is, it depends on what cycle you are of your of your investing, right? So, mm-hmm. there are some years where I greatly, my investments greatly outweigh my returns. Yeah. Right? So, in, in one yeah, year. Yeah, but that,
9: that's not our ROE. Like, all the investments you made in the past are also adding to your ROE. Like, you have to, mm-hmm. on all the investments, all the right, investments right. you made but, in but the past. I guess what but
8: what I'm saying is, there are some years where I sold names, but the, 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 the sales all from, even, including you know the uh, prior portfolio, were dwarfed by how much money I put back in. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I, I'm, not,
4: I'm not answering the question yeah, right So it, it's, 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 The God's honest truth is it's a very difficult question to answer. It's extremely subjective to who is the owner and mm-hmm. what is the portfolio. And, and, what,
2: and what you're doing with your investments, you might be increasing increasing your inventory
4: like, right. like yeah, that's exactly. what I do is I yeah, buy far yeah.
2: more than I sell.
4: No, but that's still, that doesn't influence ROI. But right? that's so enough, no, Reinvestment still is part of right. the money reinvested yeah. still goes into your ROI. So I, it's, well, a, it's just, it's honestly, yeah, a really good, if you can give me context, mm-hmm. I could be like, well, I think if you're not doing this, you know. Well, I'd also say that in a
0: lot of cases when someone's selling a portfolio, unfortunately it's because they're not in a great position and they haven't been able to sell names and they're actually selling for a loss. Yeah, and are saying, thing. oh crap, I haven't sold any of these, what's going on, I've been trying to sell them, I've held these for five mm-hmm. years, I can't do anything with them, I put, say, 100,000 into this, and they blast it out to a bunch of brokers and a bunch mm-hmm. of different people and go, hey, some, someone want to buy this portfolio? And they blast it out to a bunch of other people, and someone goes, I don't know, like, 35k? And they go, Ah, I don't want that, but that's the highest bid, and I just want to get rid of these. So I think a lot of people do, once they're at the point where they want to sell a portfolio, I don't think... There are more people that are in the position. Where they're like, "Oh, my portfolio is so amazing. I'm going to sell it for a huge ROI." I think there's a lot of people are like, "Crap, my portfolio sucks. I just have to get rid of this and, and cut my losses." So I, I think the, re- the reality
8: goes. is that unless you have a very long time horizon, the mm-hmm. ROI is quite not very good. Yeah, exactly. Right,
0: right. It's like de- it's like a desperation mm-hmm. move a lot of times. Mm-hmm.
5: Right, and even
1: well, it also depends the fact of the carrying costs on that. Right,
5: the carrying yeah. costs yeah. and yeah. and the size of your portfolio. Because I know if you have a lot of domains to sell, then you limit who can afford that. Right,
4: so you have less potential buyers.
2: Yeah, go ahead. So, Andy, can I...
4: Carrying cost is also an interesting topic in itself mm-hmm. because it's not just the $9 a year to renew your domains. Time. Like we've got oh, yeah. millions of dollars invested into domains that right. I could put into T-bills that are yeah. 100% safe and earn me mm-hmm. 2.5% a year. And so there's an opportunity cost to that capital because that right. capital's dead. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. yes, we monetize a little bit and I might cover my renewal costs, mm-hmm. but there's there's a very real opportunity cost to oh, the yeah. capital. It's tied up in a bunch of domains which are not liquid, and they so could have put into Bitcoin s- right. at, at 150 dollars, yeah. right? Right, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully appreciating in value. Mm. Yeah. So, but it's just that you know mm. domains are a unique asset class in that they don't necessarily cash flow very well, mm. um, or, or the ones that you the ones that you would traditionally resell don't cash flow very well. And so because they don't cash flow, and most valuation models are based on cash flow, like, you almost have to inherently use that opportunity cost of capital as a part of your carrying cost. If you're gonna do like real financial modeling, because Mm -hmm. that opportunity cost is very real. Right.
9: I I think like the starting point uh, of a beginning domainer should be a target ROI. Right. watch if you're getting that point. So for
4: me, target ROI in year one should be cover your renewal costs. That's it, Yeah. cover your renewal costs.
9: Yeah, but but then you probably have an ROI somewhere later on Mm -hmm. and you should monitor if you are catching that ROI. Yeah, you need a business plan, but that's why it's such a hard question because
5: people's business plans depend on their circumstances and a lot of variables. But yes, you're you're exactly right, you should have a
4: business plan. But I've got clients that, you know, do this on the side and they just think domains are cool. And it's like, you know, their ROI is, you know, they made five, ten, I mean, Shane, Shane Coulter, it's like a perfect mm-hmm. example. Like, you know, he just wants to make a little extra money on the side that he can redeploy the domains mm-hmm. or into whatever it is he feels like, right? And, uh, you know, he doesn't need to feed his family with that. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to feed your family with it, then it's like, right. it's again, subjective, yeah. it's like, right. You got to feed your family. How much money you need to feed your family? Put a roof over your head and get your car and cover your insurance and your medical. And you know that's what you need. And so, okay, your nut is sixty grand. Well, you know you probably need you know three to five hundred thousand dollars in domains to cover that nut every year. Uh, and you're gonna have to keep redeploying and reinvesting. Yeah,
9: I got in portfolio, not single names. So, so portfolio, you know. Everybody thinks
1: that if you own a port, you know. I'm sure everybody on the panel will agree, but everybody thinks that if you own the portfolio, that you're going to get more because you have all the bases covered in the portfolio. But yeah. really, you get a discount. Yeah, if you're mm-hmm. selling in a portfolio. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, a portfolio. Yeah. So, yeah.
6: Yeah. Um, a and, yeah, a large
1: discount. A large discount. So, Birkins is a perfect example. Right. You know, his average sale was probably fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. It would take him a hundred years to sell that whole portfolio, but he ended up selling for five hundred dollars a piece and made thirty-five million dollars. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he took account his, his uh, carrying costs and that time and energy and, mm-hmm. and, and the need and wanting to retire and that's uh, what Yi did also. Uh, we used to manage his whole portfolio as well. Um, so, you know, everybody, everybody who has the portfolio strategy has to keep in mind that there's not, a, there's not an increase in value by owning a portfolio, it's actually a decrease for a volume a volume purchase and the purchaser has to carry those costs that you're sending to them. Mm-hmm. so all those renewal if you're talking about a thousand names you're you know you're seventy thousand dollars a year in carrying costs you know for 70 except for a thousand dollars you're adding 000, zero domains yeah maybe yeah. like nine thousand yeah
6: well i'm sorry seven thousand
2: so dave they've had a question and then we're gonna wrap up
6: first of all i thought it was a great panel very informative um i want to go back to what i said. moderating
2: <laughs> I
6: don't um, Omar, Omar said something in the beginning which I thought um, I wanted to come back to if I understood it correctly when he was saying and first some people disagreed I think um, he was saying that you can you can take the wholesale market a lot easier from an appraisal point of view and explain mm-hmm. it and the retail market's a little bit more difficult because you know there are buyers and sellers different motivations but I think he was saying that that once in a while, it's off the charts because the, the name like you drew and I discussed a name not too long ago that could be off the charts, right? So he was saying either the buyer has so much money or the seller is so desperate or the name is just so out there that it could be. So I find that when I talk to buyers or sellers and I explain um, appraisals and valuations, when I get to the point of but all that said, what if? Yeah. it's a, that, That's the most interesting conversation I have with buyers and sellers. I'm just curious, how do you guys handle that when it comes up? I just say you can't make a business plan on what if. Right. So,
4: <laughs> like, you know, look, you're hiring me because you trust me to, you know, take your asset and try and maximize its value. And this is what I think the actual value is. And then yes, there are all these subjective, factors, but I'm not going to spend my time, you know, nobody's paying me upfront. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to go out and spend my time for free to find you the best buyer for your domain to maximize its value. And if I sell it, I'm going to get paid. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm, we're all at a place where like, I'm not going to just do that just because like, if you've mm-hmm. got a great name, I, I'm not going to go try and sell it unless I agree at least with what the reserve price is. Mm-hmm because otherwise I'm just spinning my wheels and you're right. it's like you're asking me to go spend my time and resources mm-hmm. to for, on a moonshot yeah. for no upfront you know it's like right. my my you're asking me to take the the, the 1% chance that we're going to find that buyer at that price and I'm going to spend my time to do that and if we fail which is a 99% chance or higher then I get paid nothing so I don't want to, I, it's just not, that's and not the person And there's no I want to work effort
2: with. on the seller's part. Yeah, exactly. He's not, yeah, yeah, exactly. They've they got no downside. Yeah. They've got yeah. no yeah.
4: downside. So I want, you know, uh, I, I'm, for me, it's like, you know, you need to have skin in the game, meaning either you pay me a retainer fee up front so that I know you're a serious seller, mm-hmm. right? And I'll, I'll apply that to the commission. Um, but if you're gonna pay me a retainer up front, then I know that you've made up your mind that, okay, I want to sell this domain. Or, you're gonna agree with me about what, you know, realistic reserve price right. is, Because uh, look, our, our incentives are aligned. I, I, if I sell your domain for a million dollars, I make a lot more money than I sell, than I if I sell it for 500. Like I'm not looking to just sell it for the first guy that comes along. I, I wanna sell it for what I think is really the value of the name to the person who I think is the best buyer for that name. Um, but I don't wanna spin my wheels, so. Like if we can't get that perfect buyer with the, you know, if we can't get the stars to align, I want to know that I'm, I've got this name at a price, not, not some lowball price, but, but the, a price that I think is realistic, that can be supported by data, that I can say, look, this is the value of the name. And if I've got a buyer that I think should own that name, then I can justify that value.
2: With comps. No, <laughs> not <laughs> using comps,
4: just right. like real estate. Yeah, I think we should wrap it up. <laughs> okay, so
2: uh we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Don't stand yet. <laughs> okay, no, Look, he can. Right now, I, have
7: a, I have a quick question. Real quick um, I thought quick. we were wrapping up. Yeah. Uh, I know we are. Well, <laughs> on this one particular topic, and you also a lot of things into the U.S. um Depreciation is something that in real estate, like I watched my father sell about twenty-five billion dollars in real estate rule 72 is a really interesting return theory that I would recommend anybody look at it basically mm-hmm. says that any asset should double every 10 years very quantified with real estate right um, one thing that they looked at more seriously is the depreciation component when they're buying the net, when they're buying this property mm-hmm. so I know in, in the US I can get amortization or depreciation of it amortized over 15 years the government can buy my name over the next 15 years. And why, as an industry, like every geographic is going to handle that depreciation differently, but why do you think we don't talk about that more? I feel like that's that's an important component of how we can really lift prices of you know well, what we yeah. sell. Probably
5: because we don't want to give tax advice. But I did <laughs> talk to my accountant about that, and I would you know I I suggest you do yeah. like I. Yeah. I, I but that's a good point and i do have an accountant
8: but that's just <laughs> but, but,
5: yeah. but that's just that's just a paper that's
8: just it is paper, it's just paper, it is paper. paper it's, it's not real right. so well,
7: it's real when you make a profit and the only way you're going to get 30 million dollars to buy voice.com is if they
8: believe they can make a profit mm. well no 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 the, the, but the depreciation million. only affects their uh games. right so mm-hmm. but but i mean but that's not real i i guess i, I don't know i've always i've had this debate with my yeah, yeah, so it, it, right.
1: You can't look at it that way. If it's, if it's domain only and it's just parking traffic revenue, mm. then you can do that. A premium is super premium, 30 million parking
7: traffic revenue. No, uh, no, but if you
1: use voice as an example, that's gonna be a business, you can't apply the same. Yeah. Well, the same I guess what I'm mm-hmm.
7: saying to end user businesses.
4: So we you, we do talk about that in certain mm-hmm. cases, but the thing is, is that unfortunately, most companies, are treating these domain purchases as a marketing expense. Mm-hmm. They're not putting it as a corporate asset. They're not treating it as a capital asset. They're buying it, and they're treating it as a market expense. It's coming out of some department's budget, and that's it. No, yeah, but in in that case, marketing but marketing. treating
8: it as a marketing expense, they're taking the entire write-off that year. that's even better than the depreciation, yeah. right? Because yeah. they're getting yeah. it all on day one, yeah. 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 I year I one. I
7: think the IRS will allow the US you're, to write it all off. You're right. One.
4: You're right, um, but, but you, they do. For you, not, but if it's so, Facebook and they're like just buying some domain and it's a, no, it depends on the case. It depends on the use case. Yeah, it depends right. on how proportional it is to the business. It depends on a lot of things. And again, I am not an accountant. I don't pretend to be one on the internet. So please speak to an accountant about tax advice. <laughs> go talk to your accountant. Check into this. Here's the IRS code. You know, go take a look at
8: it. You know, I don't, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. that, what, it's, a lot you're a, mm-hmm. One more selling point. Oh, yeah. nothing, nothing wrong with okay. that. Okay.
2: Thank
8: you. Mark. All right. Thanks.
2: So thank you to the panelists. That is the last session of the day.
6: The storm's gonna come up.